News 8 is on demand on the go. From the All Indiana Podcast Network, this is Daybreak Drive-In with Wish TV's Scott Sander. From Wish TV, I'm Scott Sander with your Daybreak Drive-In for Thursday, September 30th. An officer shoots a woman during an arrest. A 96-year-old goes to trial in juvenile court. And March Madness expands. Next. How does an organization boost innovation for employees and cut out complication? Simple. ServiceNow Creator Workflows give businesses the agility to create consumer-like app experiences in a matter of hours instead of months. With low-code development tools and pre-built templates, ServiceNow Creator Workflows make building user-friendly apps simple. So developers, or anyone else, can deliver cross-organizational digital workflows quickly. Whether it's a departmental app or a cross-enterprise process, ServiceNow Creator Workflows put the power of automation into the hands of everyday employees so they can focus on the bigger things. With Creator Workflows from ServiceNow, your previously manual and inefficient processes can become powerful digital workflows, connecting people, apps, and data. And they scale without sprawl. Simply put, it's innovation without complication. Whatever your business is facing, let's workflow it. Learn more at servicenow.com. Indianapolis police shot a woman during an attempt to arrest her last night. Happened in an apartment complex just southeast of St. Vincent Hospital. IMPD says the woman had two warrants and is suspected of shooting into a car in a home recently. The department says as an officer tried to arrest her, he fired. There's no indication she fired as well, but police say she was armed. At last update, she was in stable condition at the hospital. State health leaders are worried that COVID-19 vaccine distrust will expand to other traditional inoculations. Health Commissioner Dr. Christina Bach says, for instance, she's concerned and fewer will get flu shots. Indiana's coronavirus numbers are easing slightly. Two hospitals in Alaska are now ra- two hospitals in Alaska are now rationing health care as the state deals with a spike in coronavirus cases. Infections have jumped more than 40 percent in the last week. There, the state's new protocols call for some patients with lower chances of survival getting less intensive life-saving care. A trial starts today in Germany for a woman who was a Nazi insider during the Holocaust. She was the secretary for the commander of a concentration camp and faces more than 11,000 counts of accessory to murder. She's 96 years old now, but she'll be tried in juvenile court because she was under 21 at the time. March Madness is no longer just about men's college basketball. The NCAA says it'll use branding for the women's tournament, too. The association, based here in Indianapolis, announced the change Wednesday, citing suggestions made after last year's tournaments, which highlighted inequities between the men's and women's versions. Thought about podcasting? The All Indiana Podcast Network can help you create, produce, and distribute your podcast for businesses, churches, organizations, or just for fun. Get the details when you email contact at allindianapodcast.com. After yesterday's sun-soaked scorcher should be a little less hot today with highs in the upper 70s to low 80s. Gets cooler headed into the weekend. From Wish TV, I'm Scott Sander. Be sure to like and subscribe to your daily news updates from Wish TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network. Watch News 8 Daybreak Live weekday mornings 4 to 10 a.m. on Wish TV. Online at wishtv.com. And listen to more podcasts from Wish TV on the All Indiana Podcast Network at allindianapodcastnetwork.com. News Nation this hour, I'm James Sears. On Capitol Hill, Democrats have struck a deal with Republicans to avoid a government shutdown Friday. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the stopgap funding bill will be voted on this morning. 
Once the bill passes, it'll head over to the House, where Democrats are expected to pass it before the midnight deadline. Meanwhile, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is vowing to hold a final vote today on the president's infrastructure bill. Progressives are threatening to vote it down without more spending. Moderates like Senator Joe Manchin said their ideas are fiscal insanity. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. The president is working in lockstep with Speaker Pelosi, the leader of the Democratic caucus, about how to get both of these pieces of legislation forward. We know there's a range of ideas. We welcome those, but we also trust Speaker Pelosi's ability to count votes. Pelosi says she's open to postponing the vote for the second time this week. In Hawaii, the Kilauea volcano has begun erupting again. Lava is spewing from the volcano's Halemaumau crater. Officials say there's no present danger to nearby residents, but the eruption could potentially last for months. The USDA is giving over a billion dollars to schools struggling to serve students healthy lunches. It comes as supply and eruptions are causing continued food shortages, delivery delays, and higher costs for schools nationwide. Dr. Anthony Fauci says folks should get the same brand of vaccine for their booster shot. And while there isn't a negative effect of getting a different brand for a booster, the same brand will be more effective in protecting against COVID-19. We do recommend for people who have gotten originally the Moderna to wait. It will be relatively soon where the FDA will be able to make a determination about the safety and efficacy uh, for inducing an appropriate response. Fauci also urged pregnant women to get vaccinated. He added the vaccines are safe for pregnant women and thousands have already been vaccinated. Americans check their smartphones an average of 96 times a day, once every 10 minutes. That's up 20% from two years ago. Still, tech care company Asurian found that half of Americans are still making an effort to use their phones less. And another Powerball drawing with no grand prize winner. Last night's jackpot was worth $570 million, the eighth largest in the game's history. So Saturday's jackpot now soars to an estimated $620 million. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and on the News Nation Now app. I'm James Sears. From the Black Information Network, this is the BIN Daily Update. I'm Vanessa Tyler. And I'm Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. The pain, the pain that baby must have went through with a bullet hitting her in her neck. No, no, no. Anguish in Delaware County, Pennsylvania, because the baby a community member is referring to is an eight-year-old little black girl who died in what appears to be a police mistake. The district attorney announcing it was very likely bullets from Sharon Hill Police responding to a fight and report of gunfire after a high school football game last month. Those bullets with no name injured several people and killed eight-year-old Fantability. Final forensic results are pending. The three Sharon Hill police officers involved are on administrative leave. Anybody who's not seriously ill should avoid Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta. But sadly, it is not the only medical facility with no room for anyone other than COVID-19 patients. Already, hospitals like Grady have had to cancel non-essential surgical procedures. Dr. Robert Jansen, Grady's chief medical officer, says there are no inpatient beds available because of COVID. Dr. Jansen says every week for the past 12 months, the ICU at the Georgia Hospital has been 100% full. She was married to 
to him. The ex-wife of R. Kelly speaks out after the disgraced superstar was found guilty for sex trafficking young black girls and women. Drea Kelly tells Good Morning Britain, right there is the difference as to why he got away with it all these years. I have often said that if any of his victims were bond-haired and blue-eyed, it wouldn't have taken this long. Women of color tend to be lowest on the totem pole when it comes to subjects of domestic violence, sexual abuse. So it's really sad that it took this long, but I guess we're, we're making some some moves, movements forward. Drea Kelly was married to the singer for 13 years. She says she too was emotionally, physically, and sexually abused. The couple has three children. She says she's sad for them having to live with this legacy of their father. R. Kelly faces up to 20 years in prison. The nation's judges are becoming much more diverse with more black judges sitting on the bench under President Biden. Biden's nominating two more black federal judges, and if confirmed, Victoria Calvert would make history as the second black woman, Article Three judge, as it's called, on the district court in northern Georgia. She was previously an attorney in the Federal Defender Program. And Charles Fleming is nominated as a judge for a district court in the northern district of Ohio. Fleming was once a public defender. A teacher in Oakland, California, doesn't have to be a math teacher to see this. It doesn't add up. The cost of living in Oakland is too much for many to afford. Until now, Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff announced a first-of-its-kind in the nation program to provide housing subsidies to teachers of color. About 30 teachers have been chosen to get a stipend or reduced price housing. It's called the Teacher Rooted in Oakland program. Teachers in the program are guaranteed guaranteed $500 per month for four years, as long as they continue teaching in Oakland. I'm Vanessa Tyler with Mike Stevens on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. So whether you want to catch the game live or watch the latest blockbuster, they've got you covered. And there's no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. I'm Mike Stevens. And I'm Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. I believe I can fly. A lot of fans still like his music, but many believe justice has finally been served in the case of disgraced black R&B singer R. Kelly. He was convicted of nine counts of racketeering and sex trafficking at his federal trial. Many of his victims were young black women. But despite the overwhelming evidence against him, black Illinois congressman Danny K. Davis seems to think eventually he will be forgiven by those in his hometown. He told TMZ why he feels that way. I'm a big believer in what is called second chance, and I think he'll be welcomed back into Chicago as a person who can be redeemed. R. Kelly will find out how much prison time he'll be getting at a later date, and he's still facing additional charges. President Joe Biden recently got his third COVID booster shot. Now, I know it doesn't look like it, but I am over 65. I wish I <laughs> way over. And that's why I'm getting my booster shot today. Meanwhile, a Connecticut doctor's medical licenses were suspended after the State Department of Health found out she was providing blank signed COVID-19 vaccine and mask exemption forms to patients to help them avoid the shots. Investigators say she was giving out the signed forms without any sort of exams being 
done. The Department of Health called her actions irresponsible and unacceptable. New York State's Attorney General says she's focused on her job for now, but is not ruling out a run to be New York's next governor and history-making first female black chief executive. Speaking to an audience of business leaders, Letitia James said she will do what is best for the people in her state and country. Many political observers expect she will run for the state's top spot. Meantime, New York City public advocate African-American Jamani Williams says he might take on current Governor Kathy Hochul in next year's Democratic primary. Something else to blame on the pandemic. Some items at Dollar Tree will soon cost more than $1. The Virginia-based company announced some products will, in a short while, be sold for $1.25 or $1.50. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Dollar Tree's chief executive blamed the price increases on rising costs, along with good consumer feedback. The news sent Dollar Tree stock soaring 16%. Will the name of the store change? No, but you will need to bring a little more cash if you go to Dollar Tree. Whether you've grown it or sown it, you own it. Talking about black hair, which is the subject of a new book called My Beautiful Black Hair, 101 Natural Hair Stories from the Sisterhood. It was written by black filmmaker and activist St. Clair Dietrich Jules. The Washington, D.C. resident conducted interviews and took photos of numerous African-American women with stories about their hair. Hair that is often scorned, criticized, and marginalized by other cultures. This book praises the resilience of black women and uses their hair stories to tell their stories. I'm Mike Stevens with Vanessa Tyler on your home for 24-7 News, the Black Information Network. Support for this podcast comes from Loom. Instead of spending your day in back-to-back meetings, try a new kind of FaceTime with Loom. You can use it to get a quick recording of your screen and webcam explaining what your team needs to know. Plus, it uploads while you record, so it's ready to share as soon as you're done. A three-minute video might just replace your next 30-minute meeting. Loom. See you at work. Visit loom.com to try Loom for free. Your money on the Black Information Network. The woman leading an influential group of House Democrats is addressing the showdown over President Biden's agenda. Pramila Jayapal, a Washington state Democrat, wants actual legislative text on the larger budget reconciliation bill her party is trying to pass without Republican support. Centrist Democratic Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona are key to moving things through the Senate. I'm just going to assume they're operating in good faith because really we have no other option but to do that. We're all part of the Democratic team. Diapol also noted progressives have compromised in order to get to the point where things stand now. New Jersey is awarding the first round of IDA assistance grants to affected small businesses through the state's Economic Development Authority. Governor Phil Murphy says this happening less than a month after IDA's floods caused devastation shows the EDA is committed to small businesses. And these won't be the only approvals as additional grant awards will be forthcoming as the EDA staff works to get assistance into the hands of deserving business owners. Many small businesses in hard-hit areas are also eligible for federal assistance. Money news at 24 and 54 minutes past each hour. I'm Julius White on the Black Information Network. Hi, it's Allie Wentworth, a middle-aged woman with a lot of questions and a lot of answers I have pulled out of my tush as host of Go Ask Allie. Season 2 of Go Ask Allie drops October 7th. It's real, it's honest, and sometimes amusing. I think that the other thing that really helps are boundaries. 
That's my <laughs> little dog, Daisy. Every time you say the word boundary, she just freaks <laughs> She's like, out. <laughs> Listen to Go Ask Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Download the BIN Daily Update every morning on the iHeartRadio app. From the Daily Yonder and Public News Service, this is the news from rural America. Hundreds of towns have saved their historic downtowns with help from a project called Main Street America. Despite the pandemic's devastating toll, last year participating communities had a net gain of 15,000 jobs and 4,300 new businesses. Mary Means founded the Main Street Movement 40 years ago. We were losing town centers. Utah allocated $350,000 for Main Street programs that include pilots in the small towns of Brigham City and Price. Means has confidence in downtown America, surviving the Great Depression, losing customers when regional shopping centers gain popularity, being edged out by big box chains, and then there's Amazon. Most Main Streets have weathered existential crises before. But today, they'll need high-speed broadband. Rural counties that grew population in the last decade had higher average connection speeds. And to keep young people, apprenticeship programs are gaining traction. In Maine, the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers Local 1253's program was one of four nationwide studied by the Urban Institute. Young people who decided to go into this apprenticeship program were earning double the per capita income in Maine while being able to stay where they were. This was right out of high school, according to the Institute's Zach Boren, moving to roughly $66,000 a year with full benefits and health care after four years on the job. Starting soon, your employment may depend on a mandated COVID-19 vaccine. Some experts are advising that larger rural businesses set up de facto clinics on site, including Professor Jeannie Bonds at the University of North Carolina. If convenience factors aren't built in, people may just quit. With President Biden's executive order, companies with at least 100 workers must require vaccinations or offer weekly testing. To make it work, Bond says employers must make both accessible. It has to be offered there. If the testing in lieu of, the testing has to be offered there. In Texas, Mary Scott, who coordinates vaccines for Jefferson County, one of the state's least vaccinated areas, has this advice. Talk to a pharmacist, doctor, nurse, church member, somebody who's been vaccinated and just have a heart to heart. Scammers got a scam and COVID-19 is no exception. The Federal Emergency Management Agency warns those who've applied for funeral expenses reimbursement for their loved ones not to be fooled by cold calls. Please do not give out any information about yourself or your loved ones. FEMA Administrator Veronica Verde says to prevent fraud, FEMA doesn't allow online applications, instead requiring an old-fashioned phone call. For the Yonder Report and Public News Service, I'm Roz Brown. For more rural stories, visit dailyyonder.com. Welcome to 2021 Talks, where we're following our democracy in historic times. Americans shouldn't have to pay for the consequences of Democrats' out-of-touch actions. Democrats are responsible 
for the spending. They need to take responsibility for the borrowing. Republican West Virginia Congresswoman Carol Miller and other House lawmakers debate raising the U.S. debt ceiling. The House voted Wednesday on a bill that would suspend the ceiling, but it's doomed to fail in the Senate. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has told lawmakers the country will run out of money by mid-October. Progressive House lawmakers say they will oppose the $1 trillion infrastructure bill after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said she would seek a vote on the measure separately from Biden's $3.5 trillion social spending plan. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Our objective here is winning two votes, getting these two pieces of important legislation across the finish line. Democratic Senators Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin continue to oppose the $3.5 trillion package. The Senate Judiciary Committee examined a new Texas law banning abortions after six weeks and questioned the U.S. Supreme Court's use of its emergency or shadow docket to rule the law could stay in effect. Texas Democratic State Representative Donna Howard testified. This has had a chilling effect on emergency room physicians, rural health care practitioners, and any medical professional who might be confronted with a post-six-week patient. Meanwhile, a federal judge temporarily blocked a key aspect of a new Arizona abortion law hours before it was due to take effect. The law would have allowed felony charges to be brought against doctors who knowingly terminated pregnancies solely due to genetic abnormalities. True or false? Telling your viewers that vaccines do not reduce risk of contracting illness can result in your channel receiving a strike or being terminated. The answer is true. YouTube says it will ban the accounts of people who spread misinformation about vaccines. The company pointed specifically to videos that inaccurately describe what ingredients are used in vaccines, as well as allegations that vaccines can be used to track people who receive shots. The new mandate goes into effect immediately, and YouTube has already removed the pages of prominent anti-vaxxers, including Joseph Mercola and Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Children's Health Defense Organization. The com- committee investigating the January 6th riot has released 11 new subpoenas, including seeking documents and testimony from Katrina Pearson, a spokesperson for Trump's 2016 campaign, and Maggie Mulvaney, a niece of former acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney. I'm Nadia Ramlagan for Pacifica Network and Public News Service. Find our eight trust indicators to support transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Hoosiers enrolled in the Federal Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, will see an increase in their monthly benefits starting Friday. The U.S. Department of Agriculture's largest ever increase to regular SNAP benefits, 21%, goes into effect October 1st. At the same time, the pandemic-related 15% increase in SNAP benefits is ending. Emily Weikert-Bryant, with the group Feeding Indiana's Hungry, says the federal program has played a huge role in helping Indiana families. The increase looks to be $12 to $16 per person per month. Almost all households will see that modest increase. The exact amount for individual households will be different, and states are automatically making these changes, so SNAP recipients don't need to do anything. All SNAP recipients in Indiana have been receiving the maximum amount due to the pandemic. Weikert Bryant notes that's a state policy, and it will end once Indiana is no longer under a public health emergency order. Weikert Bryant adds the overall SNAP benefit increase is long overdue. The USDA's Thrifty Food Plan measures the cost of a market basket of nutritious, low-cost foods for a family of four. 
She says before now, the USDA would adjust the cost of a 1975 market basket of groceries to inflation. But this increase is based on what items actually cost today and what we've since learned about nutrition. Looking more at what a healthy diet is now compared to what we thought it was in 1975. So there's more dairy, there's more protein, things like that. We eat differently now than we did 40 years ago. She says if folks have questions about their benefits, they can call the number on the back of their EBT card. And to check their benefit amount, they can use the online checking system or the provider's app. This is Lily Bulky with Indiana News Service. Find our eight trust indicators for transparency and accuracy at publicnewsservice.org. Hi, I'm Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and welcome to Happy and Whole in Him. 19th century artist William Holman Hunt has a famous painting entitled The Light of the World. You may have seen it. It shows Jesus holding a light, standing on a dark street, knocking on a door. He's waiting for the resident to open the door. It's actually based on Revelation 3.20, where Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. And Hunt is showing how the individual must open the door of his heart and let Jesus in. Well, the Apostle James paints a slightly different picture of Jesus standing at the door. Jesus is no homeless transient hoping that someone will respond and open the door. James is warning believers that Jesus is about to arrive as the judge. So his servants need to establish their hearts in expectation of his soon return. The apostle writes in James chapter 5, verses 7 and 9, Be patient, therefore, brothers, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth, being patient about it until it receives the early and the late rains? You also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Do not grumble against one another, brothers, so that you may not be judged. Behold, the judge is standing at the door. You may be asking, Joel, what is James doing here? First, he told us to be patient like the farmer, and now he says, hey, quit grumbling. These instructions may seem random. What's the connection here between patience and grumbling against one another? Well, from the very start of this letter, James has been teaching us how to live faithfully in all the trials that we face in life. And one of the things James keeps highlighting is a tendency we have to open our mouths and cause harm. When we're discontent with circumstances God has placed us in, we tend to take out our frustration on those made in God's image. You know this to be true. What happens when someone cuts you off in traffic? Well, your immediate reaction is often to lash out with your words, even if that person can't hear us. Well, sadly, this can happen between Christian brothers and sisters, between folks who should be near and dear to one another's hearts. We, instead of locating the problem in our own hearts, we tend to point the finger at others as though they alone are the source of all the troubles. We actually may find ourselves reciting a little poem like this. To walk above with the saints we love, that will indeed be glory. To walk below with the saints we know, well, that's another story. That's kind of funny, but but here's the thing. We may, in fact, we will struggle with our sisters and brothers in the Lord, but we cannot grumble, speak ill publicly against them. Why not, Joel? Well, James offers you real incentive here so that you will not be judged. 
Remember, Jesus said, Judge not, lest you also be judged. Matthew 7, 1. James is sharpening this to say, Grumble not, lest you be judged. To grumble against another person is to judge them. And James is right. Think about it. The moment you open your mouth and start to speak ill against another person, it indicates that in your heart you've passed judgment on them. Otherwise, you would actually go up to that brother or sister and talk to them instead of talking about them. The reason you don't is because you're convinced it will do you no good. So you decide instead the best thing is to ruin their reputation in the eyes of others. David Pallison notes that we become self-appointed prosecutors, judges, juries, and executioners. We pass sentence every time we grumble and the other person is given no opportunity to make a defense. Sadly, it may be that more churches have been destroyed by the grumblings of people than the heresies because grumbling is a sickness and it can spread quickly and soon there are cliques that form. And do you know what the biggest problem is in these churches? They have forgotten that the judge, the true judge who sees all, King Jesus is standing at the door. Do you believe that? Are you living your life in expectation that Christ is about to step through the door and bring in eternity? You know that when we are in eternity, we're going to look back and see our earthly perspective was all wrong. The days and the trials that seem so long and hard will not be when you've been in glory for 10,000 years and it's only just begun. James wants us to be patiently establishing our hearts by remembering that Jesus is right at the door. He wants our watches to be synchronized with the eternal, not the temporal, because then our words will reflect the reality of our hearts, which are at peace. You see, when our hearts recognize that Jesus is standing at the door and he hears everything that we have to say, we won't want to speak evil of our brothers and sisters. So let's keep that picture before us when the trials come. And as we learn to live our whole lives in the presence of the Lord Jesus and in the fellowship of those in whom his majesty is pleased to dwell, then we will live the sort of transformed lives that bring the eternal into our temporal world. My friend, remember who you are and who you belong to.